Welcome everyone to another episode of my podcast and this is the last one of 2023 being recorded on the 19th of December and as my regular listeners will always know I'm always delighted to uh, have my guest on and today is of course no different. Uh, what is slightly different today is I've actually been through the process that we are going to um, talk about with the uh, wonderful uh, Liz Villani and uh, everyone always knows Liz that I always start off with a who, what, why, when, where before we get into this whole construct of be yourself. So Liz, let's go. Brilliant. Thanks, Alex. Wow. Who, what, why, where? Okay. So who? I'll start with the who. Um, pleasure to be on the podcast. So I'm I'm Liz. I'm the founder of Be Yourself at Work. And I spend my life helping people to understand who they are so they can be themselves. Um, we have a product called I Am, as you know, it, and you've just been through it to experience and understand your values and character so you can be you. Um, why? well we're really focused on the movement of be yourself at work so I love work I could talk about work forever I'm not into um talking necessarily about work-life balance because I believe um we believe that work should be an opportunity to experience who you are and make a difference in your life rather than just something you do because you have to to pay the bills. Um, so uh, we work globally. We have a team here, team in the US, team in Australia, um, not just helping people to be themselves, but reframing the narrative of work. Um, so that's our where. If you if you get if, if you like, if I missed one. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. I think that's a great uh, a great start into. Uh, the conversation and as Liz mentioned I've actually been through their um uh, their process which we will get into is an intriguing experience for uh for me but um this is not new I mean you've been doing this for almost 20 years now based on what you know, your LinkedIn profile is uh, is saying yet yeah. from my perspective if I reflect on I mean I've been 15 years in uh, in work as it's uh, as it were um why did you start this so long I guess so long ago because back dare I say it in the day, this this kind of conversation you never really would have, I guess, had. Exactly. You go to work and you do work and you do the job and then you go, you go home. And of course, we've seen the acceleration of what COVID has created in terms of the new world order that we now find ourselves in terms of what is work and the hybrid work environments and different industries grappling with what that now means and employee generational shifts in terms of their expectations of um what what work is so i'm intrigued i guess to kind of hear a little bit of the the the, the journey as to what triggered you to um that's probably the wrong choice of word but what <laughs> what inspired you to to start on this journey of helping people actually bring their their true selves to work yeah no it's a it's a big question and um it's really interesting a few years ago um i met up with a client who'd said liz can we meet hadn't worked with him one of our team had worked with him and 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 he said can i buy you a coffee because i'd like to hear your story um because what you do is so different and unique and it just doesn't exist and all of this stuff so we went for a coffee and and i shared the story with him and i'll, I'll come back to that in a second um and he said oh my god you're blue ocean and I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. 
Um, and uh, but essentially, he went on to explain that blue ocean is a technique that was used from out of came out of Harvard Business School. There's books about it and all this kind of thing. And and essentially, it's a business technique that they teach where you essentially ignore the marketplace completely on purpose, um, see a hole in the market or a challenge or an opportunity or situation or product that actually isn't isn't making it for you, um, and you create something whilst ignoring the market that's so good and so new and so different that you leapfrog everybody else and create real lasting change. And, and essentially that's what we've done. So I guess um, the, the trigger points were many mm -hmm. for me. Um, and I we can talk about the challenges of entrepreneurship and working very hard if you'd like to. Um, but we've always been ahead of the market because we've innovated and created something new. Um, I guess I found myself through work. So the long and short of it is I had quite difficult childhood upbringing, blah, blah, blah. I had my first job very young. Um, you know, I was in my early teens, um, did lots of different jobs, was good at school, but found it quite restrictive and overly structured um, as an environment. So found that when I was at work, whether I was chefing in a kitchen, some trained chef, learned that in my teenage years, um, uh, or waitressing or doing whatever, that I could be me. So I could escape the challenges at home. I wasn't restricted by this timetable of structure and conformity within school, and I could be myself. So that was probably the foundation of Be Yourself at Work. Um, I decided at the age of nine, I wanted to be a buyer for a supermarket, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was just, even now, I can tell you so much about you by what you buy in, in your shopping trolley. I've always been fascinated by it, by what makes people people. And the fact that I could actually make you happy by producing or creating something that you would buy to eat with your family and friends that you'd go wow I was just blown away about that whole concept so um so yeah so so I joined um I got applied for one job and got it loved it but I spent most of my time looking at people and I looked around the world um in my late 20s and realized that pretty much everybody around me was conforming we all had a work persona and a home persona um, we were pretty fearful of coming out of our comfort zones. When we did come out of our comfort zones, whether that was a sales scenario or whether it was a presentation or a difficult meeting or whatever it happened to be, we would amplify a persona that made us, in our own view, look more competent and serious and knowing what we were talking about and all of those king things, the facts and figures, and actually lose that natural humanness that actually people liked about us. Um, and I've been videoed and bell-binned and, you know, all, all of the kind of stuff that, you know, was out there at that time. Nothing really was cutting it. So I resigned um, started my own organization yeah much to my husband's pleasure at the time um, and, um didn't earn very many for very much money for a long time um and um you know and that was the beginning of the mission but we were way ahead of the way ahead of the curve um and I've seen the world go from coaching for performance for example um go through all of that stuff go through all of the have a coaching culture um, you know, was sort of the next phase. And then, of course, coming into the pandemic, I've been through recessions. I've seen really interesting shifts in the workforce. And now we have the productivity problem, um, you know, and, uh, and you know, the use of AI and how AI is potentially going to accelerate everything and dehumanize maybe the way we work. So, yeah, that's kind of the story 
Um, and now we're poised to help the world to be them. Awesome. What, what, what a story and what a journey so, so far. And I think, you know, I think I know, you know, the fact is that this is 20 years in the game and now having, you know, the conversations I have with people, the clients that you're working with, what you're looking to, well, that was a slight segue into my wife burning something downstairs. So um, I do apologize that. So, uh, but this is about bringing your true self to work, I guess, in the world that we now uh, find ourselves uh, in. So I apologize for anybody's eardrums if they, if they went uh, a little off there. So uh, what's intriguing is you know, you're 20 years in this and now it feels like that this conversation is a really, really important. It's always been an interesting and important conversation to have, but now it's a conversation that employees have to be having because of the world we now find our um find ourselves in and reflecting on going through it with you in the program really made me think long and hard about who I am and it was really enjoyable and we, we will get into kind of what it is and to your point me having now been out of the corporate world for the best part of seven years will be seven years in January 24 I I feel I can be more me <laughs> because yeah. I'm not necessarily having to conform to the system or the structure or the uh or, or the process it's notwithstanding the reflections that I had to make working with you so what 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 is what is I am what is be yourself at work let's kind of work through you know for mm. this and understand kind of what you do is actually very very different to anything they may want have done from a psychometric or behavioral type um test yes yeah no completely and the premise of everything that we do is that the best person you can be is yourself and we get told that by parents and mentors and all of those sort of relationships over time but if you're going to be you then it really helps you to understand who you are most people when we say to them who are you this is my name my history my story my job role my you know a set of letters numbers colors you know where I went to school my kids my family my hobbies that's not who you are that's just your story and your journey um who you really are as you found is Alex it's it's on the inside you know it's it's your character it's your values that make you you so with I am it's not psychometric we don't put you in a box or pigeonhole you with with very various different categories or strengths or you don't select certain values that you think suit you because that tends to be aspirational is a facilitated process where essentially you describe yourself your best self in your own words so um the real experience for a lot of people is not only do you describe yourself so every i am starts from scratch your character but you also understand how you work um, and also some of the more challenging aspects of being you. So we're all making it up as we go along. The vast majority of people think they're going to get found out. We know because of our research that only 5% of people, for example, can accept a compliment at work um, or in their world. We all have a lot of inner self-criticism and challenge. And through the process of I am, we strip those things out because that's not who you are either. So the process is really straightforward. You can self-create it in 30 to 45 minutes, or you can work with one of us, an expert, which you did, you worked with me, um, to define yourself. So you are the world expert on you. You just don't really normally take the time to reflect on who you are, what makes you you, and then really tactically use who you are, use your character to win. 
So whether that's winning in sales or whether it's about being the best manager that gets all of the great talent because you're known to be you and, you know, approachable and authentic and all of that stuff um, or a great leader. You're, what we don't do in our world is tactically put who we are at the centre of our success mm-hmm. consciously, which is super exciting to me anyway. Um, in my world, we tend to use our CV and then, you know, what we know in our brains and our logic and our processing rather than our personalities um, to, to be ourselves. And that's quite interesting. Having spent five years in, you know, in recruitment and advising people on what to write on their CV and then, you know, moving into the world of I am now and kind of thinking about LinkedIn profiles, which is, you know, shifting in its in its in its own right that we and I guess this you know, are, we are in an intriguing possibly tipping point within the world of work you mentioned ai you mentioned specifically kind of sales as an example but we will get to that but we we i guess we've always presented ourselves around what we believe the other person wants to hear based on certain aspects in terms of that's just what what we want and um to your point around um leaving yourself at the corporate door and that's what i've always that's the kind of the social media and linkedin piece is always an in, interesting piece because you, you can see you can see it online you can mm. see how people are online in terms of how they if they choose to engage versus i know that's not you as a person and when you start to be more of you as a person in terms of this is who i actually am and i'm having good days and bad days and da da da, then that starts to bring out the personality of um yes. of, of you and again working with you and reflecting on through my my career one of the I guess it's, it's, it's kind of the other way it is the other way around in terms of when we were going through it because I read Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck Fixed Mindset Growth Mindset and that helped me ref- certainly reflect back on my career as to the frustrations I was having internally as to why do you just not get this why are we doing it this way when we can do it this way there has to be a better more effective way of doing this thing which then came out in my arm my I am you like you. yeah in terms of how, how it <laughs> operates and then reading that book made me reflect on more maybe I wasn't furnished with all the information that available to make that decision and they were making decisions based on they had more information or they were more of a, they were more of a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset and I wasn't yeah. being respectful of um uh of that or when i moved into law for example we did go through a myers-briggs um test and i unsurprisingly entj um and lawyers are more on the i and again being trained that if you interrupt i shaped people if you will when they're pausing to digest information and you interrupt that thought process that for them is a trigger in terms it makes them feel uncomfortable and stresses them so even though you want to fill the gap, because as an E, <laughs> I want to <laughs> continue the conversation, which again came out in our um uh, in the I am, which uh, I'll happily you know we'll be we'll, we'll we'll work through it together to give people a flavour of of what it's about. That was really hard for me initially to reflect on. This is actually the makeup of this individual, and I need to be respectful of them in terms of the way that they want to work. But what is I think fascinating about what you're doing is it's how do you bring this is who I am mm-hmm. and how I work, but in a way enables the client or the prospect to understand this is what I am like as a just as a person, right? This is who yeah. I am. This is how I work. 
this is how I work and this is how you will get the best out of me, my team, if you're doing a team um, I am, but also from a ref self-reflection perspective on the, you know, the, the, the bedrock piece in terms of me taking the time out and reflecting that when things are starting to stress me, I need to actually just take a pause and then just reflect and then go back to the I am and work through it and recognize when those things are happening. Otherwise, that's when I start to get more and more stressed and then and 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 and. So um shall we read shall we go through my I am as kind of yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Understand. And I think what's interesting about what you said as well is that is that we find this all the time is that we, you know, we talk about accountability. Most of us, if things if we get frustrated or things aren't working in a meeting or a relationship at work or whatever, we blame we blame other people. And 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 what we talk about is actually when you really know who you are, you know, your challenging behaviours are all on your I am as well. You can overplay certain aspects of you. You can be triggered, which we'll come to in a second. If you can be accountable for that rather than blaming someone else unconsciously for not being like you, everything changes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I'm sure you can attest to the accountability bit when you're running your own business. That there's no one else to blame but yourself. Because Absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> um, it's just you. Uh, so uh, my who I, I'm now reading for those that are uh, both listening and uh, watching. So who am I? I'm Alexander. Above all the values that make up my unique character, my energy, my principles and standards of behavior. My heart's value is being bold, which means go big or go home, be brave and push the limit. This is very important to me and is the center of everything that I am. My motivator values are freedom, curious fixing, efficient order and tangible outcomes. These are where I am happiest, where my strengths lie when under pressure. I am yep. known for genuine communication in the good books, the life and soul and conversation. These values form my natural reputation and how I make a difference when leading and influencing others. My bedrock values are caring, support, active, super flexible and inner switch. These are where I start, how I initiate interaction, how I plan my working life, how I make my difference. I engage my bedrock values of caring, support, active, super flexible and in a switch to give me stability and a firm foundation. They allow me to be myself at work and I use them to regroup and prepare and manage my focus. When I'm making my difference, others see and experience these distinct traits. Reflection, moments of pause, think on problems, build things and help and guide. This is how I contribute and bring out the best in others. Be brave, be the best, honest reflection. That's yes, me. that's you. That. <laughs> <laughs> what does that all mean? <laughs> but what does it feel like when you're being you, when you're doing those things? It's when I was going through the when I was kind of going through the the the, the program. It was the, the way the questions are asked are really clever because it's like, is this who I am just generally is this you asking me who I am at work or and it's very it's very clever in the way that it is is done especially when you add, then you have to major on one or the or or the other and as I was going through I was like no I just need to answer this is who I am and this is what I like yeah. to do. It's the, you know if I had the perfect thing this would be my perfect uh you know my 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 perfect day yeah. and you know what I found is that actually going through it and I encourage everybody to you know to to get in touch with you and get you and the teams to your teams to to, to go through to go through it. it it made me think really hard but then when working through you you know we had some 
quite reflective conversations and some conversations maybe reflect on my you mentioned your childhood my childhood my upbringing and all, all that kind of stuff which does kind of shape you to a certain extent right and yeah i i i feel that it's it is me and i'd like to think anybody that's listening to this that does know me that's worked with me um in in any capacity be it a former colleague or as a client that they probably can hear a lot of Alex in terms of <laughs> my personality and who I am that, that has come through on those. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so knowing who you are goes, and we'll talk about sales and stuff like that, because I think we, we were both excited about that, but um, goes beyond tactically being you and using your natural character which is unique to you to make a difference to be memorable you know to be in balance to kind of win if you like um it also helps you to be we, we know our research shows at the moment that people with an i am are 50 percent over 50 percent more excited about their careers going forward but they're also less, 100% less likely than others to start to compare themselves to other people and shift and change. So, you know, your I am changes your life. There's no line drawn down you that says this is me at work and this is me at home. At least there shouldn't be. And if there is, then I would challenge your productivity. I would challenge your relationships. I would challenge yourself to say, what am I like to work with? You know, can I be a little bit too worky at work um, and a little bit potentially closed off at home? Because it, actually it's exhausting to be a character. You know, to actually play an act, a persona is absolutely exhausting. So, um, you know, a lot of people, not just because of their workload, feel completely crackered outside of work um, and actually don't then really engage in the life they have there and the relationships they have there. So knowing who you are gives you almost like a roadmap to be you, to make a difference, to actually see how people react to your natural you beyond what you know but it also helps you to like yourself more which we could all do with a little bit more of in my experience and that you know we find that when people have high scores so we we look at the correlation between people really scoring their I am high so how much am I really being this is who I am how much am I really being my value so high correlated scores um, and low levels of imposter syndrome for example um, you know, and being you equals freedom, real freedom. So I'm not talking about being able to go on holiday six months a year, although that's some, sometimes, especially this time of year, where we're all exhausted, can sound great. It's about going, you know what, I can, I'm free. I'm not questioning myself. I'm not feeling uncomfortable on the inside. Um, I'm not doubting and overly procrastinating about stuff. Um, I'm actually just free to be me um which is super powerful for you and for everyone around you it, it is and that imposter syndrome is 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 an interesting one and it's one that i always come up against working with clients on the whole social media piece and oh my goodness gracious but everybody's going to see what i'm doing but we take an even a step back from that it's around and there's research that, that proves this that you know we'll, and we'll go into the work you're doing with sales teams and pitch teams at the moment but it, there's a correlation to if you have happy employees you will have happy clients and customers <laughs> it's just not rocket science is it free to be who they are at work, and they're happy at work and they're happy with what they're doing you will have happy clients and customers because every time they have an inter interaction with that person 
that person's going to be you know glass half full type sort of approach rather yeah. than um you know i hate this is just sucks i don't want to be here da, 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 da. or they're not you know to your point i hadn't really thought about that perspective you know they're trying to be a character at work and to your point i would imagine it is really hard to keep up that i'm doing inverted commas for those that are listening um pretense as it were and it's unconscious i think it actually becomes unconscious absolutely on purpose and could well be back to what we were saying at the beginning is that you're bringing what you believe the expectation to be based on the cv based on the job description based on i need to be this person because that's what i'm being told i need yeah. to be yeah rather than reflecting on what am i who am i and what are my strengths and how can those align to what the expectation of me in terms of productivity in terms of outcomes yes and i guess this is when where the flexibility of a employers need to come but potentially clients need to come so that segues us into into the kind of the sales conversation because i know you're working um, with some pretty major <laughs> major logos in the market in the professional service space in the financial services space where you're actually helping their pitch teams and their sales process if you will that when they are going into client presentations or pitching for business the team are presenting this is who this is my who we are yeah who we are so how how does that because we've obviously read through your mind and we've talked yeah. through the, the the philosophy and the thinking behind it but how does one actually execute that then when you are presenting to a client around this is who i am especially if that's the first time that a client's come across this concept Yes. No, it's a really, so this, this start, I've spent my whole career in sales in one way or another. Um, and, um, and I've always been convinced and our research shows that ultimately people buy people. And yet, if you think let's just stay in professional services, for example, in that space, you know, you've got fantastic products, brilliant experience. And I, one of the things I did was I actually asked our chair to pull together, you know, to, um, uh, some examples for what he, do, he does in his world of pitch decks um, in professional services. And it was absolutely dire. Every single pitch deck was just, the colours were slightly different. There was the odd logo, but you've basically got maps. You've got people in suits. You've yeah. got numbers. Um, and it is so, like, dry, if you like. And yet, if you put yourself into the buyer's shoes... Okay, so I was a buyer for a long time. I've now been on the other side. Um, in actual fact, you know, people buy, people really do buy people. It's the chemistry that actually, you know, make it makes more sense for me. Obviously, the product's got to be good for me to just connect with somebody. I want to like somebody. I want to be able to think I can work with you. Actually, I'm looking forward to working with you. And that doesn't come from the geographies that you work in or, you know, a, just a single PowerPoint sheet with 16 pictures of men in suits. Um, you know, actually, it's about what you're, how you show up, what you're like to work with. So, um, you know, coming back to the practicalities, if you can define your real authentic values, your I am's as a sales team, as a lawyer, as a business development person, whatever, and actually highlight those to your potential contacts and network and pitch, you right now stand out against all of your competition because nobody's doing that at all. You're also showing that you're human and that the relationship that you have 
when you're working with your clients is as important, if not more important than the service and the money that you're going to make by delivering it. So being able to articulate. So what we do is we take a group of people through I am just like you've experienced. You now know, like, you know, Alex, that you need to show show up being flexible, but really caring, obviously, at the same time. Being that nice bloke and having that pause is important. It's your bedrock. It's what makes you you. You'll stand out by doing that. The buyer will connect with it. So we literally create pitch decks. We pull together your I ams. We create a pitch deck with, with your logo, um, with those kind of structures. But actually, this is how we show up. This is what's what's us. This is how we react under pressure. This is how you know how day to day um, we show up, both as individuals and as a team. Um, and then if you can then use your I am to, you know, when, when you're thinking about a lot of people, you have to tell me to get off my soapbox, Alex, because I do when it comes to sales, particularly, but people are quite scared of selling. You know, they, they are, they're quite scared of business development. Um, and it always surprises me because it's just a conversation and actually people want to be interested in you and I'll, I'll come on to it, but I've got some top tips that I always share when it comes to being memorable and selling. But um, when you think about, you know, introversion as a really good example. So we, with all of our work with I am, a lot of people will fill in the questionnaire, um, it's 21 questions, 20 minutes. And one of the things that right at the top, it says, list 10 positive words that describe the real you. And a lot of people, even though we say positive, will say, introverted so that's really interesting and we always find over 90% of people that describe themselves as introverted they're not introverted they're just reflective in fact it's a massively characterful value here is the person that will listen and then share here is the person that will think things through assimilate and synthesize and then ask you a really powerful question and yet as automatically, automatically, as as people are thinking, you know, business development, they're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm shy. I'm introverted, and it's too scary. But actually, if you really understand what your labelled introversion is, which could just be peaceful, it could be calm, it could be reflective, and you bring that to that conversation, that interaction, whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's in person. You know, that's a characterful value that people will just, I had an example yesterday, again, the time we got my soapbox, I was doing an I am, and this person was so calm, you know, and even now when I feel everything slowed down, and it was a pleasure to be with this person, I didn't want to stop the call, and it's because he was being really him. It yeah. was introversion in his original view. It was just calm and reflective. And I wanted to stay with this conversation because it just felt really great. Perfect example um, of knowing who you are, relabeling some of those negatives and then just doing it your way and it working. Sorry, I get off it's, the soapbox. It's, it's, as, as you're talking, it's, I, I can just see how this will land and be really successful, especially in professional services, because, um, yes, fundamentally, it is a relationship. Professional services built on relationships, always has been, always will be. That is now shifting in terms of how those relationships are created and originated, um, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally, in professional services, you are the product. Yeah. You, you are what's being sold. Therefore, the fact that you've got a foot at the table in the pitch 
Mm. It's almost a technically we know you can do this. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. So what is it that you bring that the next person at the next firm, which is a different colour, <laughs> <you know, laughs> yeah. um, but is presenting more or less exactly the goddamn same thing. What is it that you you are bringing to the party that they're uh, that they are not? And I can absolutely see why you know certainly one of those big four that you are um, are working with. This will make them stand out, be beyond just a grey suits my, my days way back when at pwc 15 years ago um where one partner in particular would act like a belligerent five-year-old and somebody else would stand up and go we're pwc we've got 175 officers around the world and blah blah literally the math and he would go there going so what yes single entity in the uk why do i give a shit about the fact that you've got 175 officers around the uk around the world yeah. no. and no, no. You know, partners get really kind of frustrating it's like well this is what you've got to say it's like no you don't you don't have the to world say. has changed as well so much has changed if you think about the pwcs or those kind of you know professional service firms law firms 20 years ago you could get away with we didn't even have linkedin you know you, you know you could you could get away with just using you know the brand and and you know and what that stands for but today you know, young people especially coming in whether they're buying or they're coming in as associates and graduates into our cultures they want to be themselves you know when I first started work I wanted to fit in and make you know I wanted to fit in and do a good job that was kind of like my generation and work hard and those things today's generation work hard but they really really want to be unique they want to stand out you know they want the virtual likes in the real world um you know and to be characterful so the world we can't rely anymore on just our branding and our logos um you know and also it can just be it can feel really depressing as well to not be yourself um yeah um, yeah my my wife works one of one of those um those brands whenever i see their pitch decks i'm like the client's never going to read that the client's going to go to the exact summary in their pricing and that's yes. probably that. and we all know this to be uh, to be true mm. so in terms of the teams that you because i know you're working in financial services you're working you know in, in professional services with with teams mm. what are, are there any stories or are there success stories that you can share in terms of they've gone in and kind of taken this approach and the client has gone wow that was totally stand out and different from anything anything else yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes me think about one organization that we work with, which I won't name, but but they're actually using it in deals. So right. when you think about, you know, and, and I, again, you'll have to take me off my soapbox, Alex. But deals as in transactions. As in transactions. So when you think about, you know, selling a business or, yeah. um, you know, gaining investment, it's a really, really fascinating world. Um, it's incredibly dark in the dark ages and old fashioned. Sorry, the world of private equity. Um, and that world you know but it's true um, you will look at the numbers you'll do the DD all of that kind of stuff but actually no real I've not yet seen apart from this example any organization turn around and actually go we actually are more profitable and we're valued more because we have a unique culture that is based upon reinventing the EVP 
for an organization. So EVP, for those people who don't know, is the employee value proposition. What we do at the moment around the world is it predominantly it's your salary. So the first thing we do to engage you is pay you. That's why you're there. Um, but it's also about learning and development, you know, and, you know, uh, tokens and gifts and gym memberships and you know evp and you know, the general kind of approach to it is really about sort of let me give you some stuff um but what if where you worked had changed your life because you could be yourself your confidence had grown you felt like you didn't need to be critical about yourself anymore you could actually re reinvent by actually becoming more you you so a brilliant example that that we're working on currently is is an organization that is essentially showing their deal size based upon their new invented evp which is about being here has changed my life which is a completely new way of looking at work um, and then using that to increase deal size over time because it works, That's you know? Intriguing. And the brilliant thing about you're hearing that, you may think, oh, that feels a bit fluffy. That feels a bit, dare I say, even woke inverted, um, uh, inverted commas. But genuinely, this is this is as a, this is why before I got Liz onto the podcast, I wanted to actually go through it and talk, talk to it from a vague place of all, authority and um uh and experience it, it genuinely isn't it really it, it's it's just it's very it's kind of those one of those strange things i it, you can't unless until you've been through it you can't really describe really <laughs> i think genuinely do it um do it any justice and i you know i know your your chairman uh your chairman well you know he didn't give me that job 10 years ago but i don't hold it against him <laughs> <laughs> we've remained in touch ever uh, ever since but you know his enthusiasm for this and then um working through it with you it it, it really is like i said it's just it's changed the way that i think about myself in terms of how i how i show up and what i uh, what i do and i'm not just saying that genuinely is the the case and i've you know posted about this a, a couple of um a, a week or so ago on um on LinkedIn, I'll share the links here in the um uh, in, in in the podcast. So, if people want to learn more about this, Liz, what what's the best way for them to um do go about it? Yeah, no, the best thing to do is to go on to beyourselfatwork.com, click on what is I am, um, and actually, you know, just just watch the two minute film. I mean, and you know, oh, just it drives me mad when people talk about people stuff being fluffy um you know every single time i have a conversation around the senior leader or in a situation like we just talked about with you know deals and private equity it's normally the people factor that is the problem yeah. and unless we actually address that and you know even just productivity let's get the world of world of all of us all of us falling back in love with work again and then our productivity well, 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 sore. I was just making a note then of of kind of just my my grandmother used to hit her finger on the table when she would start talking about politics, and I'm finding myself <laughs> doing the same thing with people. Um, but no, you know, the the trick with I am is to pilot it. So. Mm -hmm. 
do a pilot, get a few people, do it yourself, get in touch with us through the website, movementofbeyourselfatwork.com or, or with me on LinkedIn. Um, we can show you the pitch decks. We can show you how IAM works. So you can actually use characterful, natural, authentic behavior to sell. And what you'll find is that people stay for longer. You'll attract the best talent. You'll stand out from everybody else. And you'll win by being you. And that's super exciting and really powerful. And I think that's a brilliant place to end. You will win by being you. I truly, genuinely encourage people to, you know, get in touch with Liz and the team and just uh, explore it because it's a, it really is um, fascinating. So Liz, thank you again so much for giving me more of your uh, your generous uh, generous time. I always enjoy uh, speaking uh, with you and my listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning into uh, this one, the last one of the uh, the year for 2023. You know the drill. If you want to be on the podcast, get in touch. If you want to recommend somebody to be on the podcast, um, get uh, in touch. But wherever you are. In the world, uh, with a week away to the big, big day for those that celebrate Christmas, and for those of you that don't, I wish you all um, happy holidays, happy festivities. Spend some time reflecting, reflecting on what you want to be, who you are, and where 2024 will take you. And Liz, as always, it's an absolute pleasure. It's you. Keep being you.